0: Ooh, that's a smooth lager, Michael. What are we drinking today?
1: Today we're drinking the ECS Twin Star Lager from Hellbent Brewing Company, as usual. New beer? Still delicious? Extra I delicious. Two thumbs up, nice and cool.
0: This might be my favorite seasonal I've had from them, to be honest.
1: Whoa, number yeah. one?
0: Yeah, I think so. I really like this one.
1: We'll have to do a top ten list sometime <clears throat> of beers.
0: Oh, that sounds really rough. <laughs> I think we'll have to do some homework. Uh, When do you think we can do that? Every every night?
1: (laughs) Want to do that now? Yeah. Skip it? Stop talking movies?
0: Mm Talking beer? Sounds good. Mm. Well, we are doing our most anticipated 10 movies coming in 2020 today, Michael. I think we have bleed through on maybe two to three titles But I think that we're mostly going to lean in different genre directions. Um, Listeners will be very surprised to see you might have some foreign films in your top 10. Uh, Most anticipated films, it's totally out of character for you. Um, Not as
1: many as I was thinking I would. I have only two, I think. Um, But yeah, I did make it a little deliberately cacophonous with uh, the... Couple foreign, couple docs, five women directors, five male directors, some more popular choices than others. Tried to mix it up a little bit. Yourself, okay. any uh, overall strategy making this list? Um,
0: get my favorite auteurs on here. Get my favorite editors on here. Get my favorite storytellers on here, and then be honest about stuff that I'm actually probably going to rewatch for decades like comedies. I made a real effort to make sure that the comedies that I'm actually going to continuously watch are on here. Uh this week I rewatched The Other Guys because it was added to Netflix. It's a movie that basically gets no consideration for, you know, greatness, but it's so fun. I love rewatching it every time it pops up. And we on this show and in in film criticism generally don't talk about like comedies that you just keep rewatching. With very much seriousness,
1: so I made an effort there. Comedy don't get no respect. No respect. Saying. I have not seen the other guys, so.
0: Um, is there anything you want to call attention to that's not going to be in our top ten for people to look out for this year? Just real quickly.
1: Well, there's a good number. How many do you have? In there terms is of your honorable mentions. But I can th- pick a few.
0: I'm thinking, like, I know that we're not going to be bringing up the French Dispatch, uh, hmm. film with an incredible cast from Wes Anderson. I believe we're not going to be bringing up I'm Thinking of Ending Things from Charlie Kaufman, uh, which is going to be a Netflix um, film. Um, Waiting for the Barbarians still has the potential of coming out. Fonzo, um, Robert Eggers, the Northman, has a possibility of coming out this year. Those are some of the big ones.
1: Yeah, yeah. I just as easily could have put Undine, the latest from Christian Petzold, on here. He had Transit last year, which I loved. That was on my top ten. Antlers, that was actually kind of close. That's Um, my number 14. Oh, nice, nice. Good old Scott Cooper. Yep. New film from Nomad Nomadland. I'm intrigued about that one. I think
0: you meant to say Marvel's The Eternals. I think Uh, you slurred your speech there. I did not mean to say that. Are you sure? Yes.
1: Oh, okay. If
0: If you say so.
1: Uh, some smaller films. Uh, The Plagiarist by Peter Barlow. I've heard really good things about that one. Uh, To the Ends of the Earth from Kyoshi Kurosawa. Very excited about that one. Um, Spike Lee to Five Bloods. Yep. Also another big one. I'm sure that'll be on many lists. Uh, yeah. Uh, looks like a good year to me. I'm not concerned. Right. You?
0: Um. There. There's not as much really high quantified talent releasing films this year as there was last year. I think last year was one of those weird anomalous years where we just got spoiled rotten. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to these entries, but I have a feeling that more than half of my 60 film list is going to underperform on, at least on my expectations, which is something that didn't really happen last year. Um, I had a, a pretty strong one through 80, Um, Mm -hmm. when I was building my list, I think I had 160 titles total in contention last year. Um, basically something that I put at a three or higher. There was a new release last year. Um, so a little bit less dense talent, but, um, those prestige pictures at the top for me, I'm, I'm pretty dang excited about. Sounds promising. Should we dig into your number 10, Michael?
1: I'm going first.
0: I can go first.
1: No, I'm gonna go first. Okay. No, 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 you go first. You go I go first. first. You go first.
0: Alright, we're opening up on a comedy film directed by Max Barbacau, starring Andy Sandberg. This is a bit of a groundhog day interpretation, comedy romance film called Palm Springs. Surprisingly, the film takes place in Palm Springs. What? Yeah. Um there's really not that much talent under the um, you know, full credits list that's too enticing. When I went through costume design, it was pretty, you know, consistent contributor, but not like a, a big name. I think maybe Carmen Cuba had something to do with putting this cast together, um, which is always a good sign that the supporting players are going to be sharp. Um, even if they're people that I haven't heard before, they'll suit their role. Um, but cinematography, all that stuff, um, that, you know, there were a few interesting credits, but nothing really of note.
1: Sounds like this has gotten good buzz coming out of Sundance, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm excited Positive for it. things. I,
0: I'm a big fan of uh, Never Stop
1: Never Stopping, the pop star
0: story from
1: Great movie. The Lonely
0: Island. I so, much um, enjoyed that one. I, I believe that there are production companies involved in this film, so I have high expectations myself. What's your number
1: 10? I like it. My number 10 <clears throat> is The Souvenir Part 2 from Joanna Hogg. Uh, I think it's on film spotting that they have the term penalty box if something's just come up too much. It's getting close with Joanna Hogg since I've just called attention to The Souvenir enough times that I should maybe just, like, shelve that for a bit to just talk about other stuff. Hence it being at number 10 and not number 1, which would maybe be the more obvious choice since that was my number 1 of 2019.
0: But we're not talking about Tom Burke in The Souvenir Part 2, so...
1: That's right. Um, and there's always that feeling when when you really love something, you kind of want it left alone. So there's always, you know, a little anxiety about where it's going to go if it's going to, you know, not live up to expectations. So I don't know. It's just a weird way of I think my it, bets a little bit. Somehow. I think it
0: will. I think it will live up to them. And if it makes you feel better, we will be talking about Tom Burke later.
1: Oh, awesome. Oh, uh, yeah. I remember it. I remember seeing him on something. Um, I will let you remind me. When we get there. I'm thoroughly Uh,
0: excited to remind you.
1: Yeah, uh, no release release date yet, but um, I think it is fully expected to come out sometime in 2020.
0: Good. What's your number nine? My number nine is the simplest title that will be said today. My number nine is S. Craig Zoller's Horror Film, based on a horror novel that he wrote, starring Vince Vaughn. The title is called Hug Chicken Penny. The Panegyric of an Anomalous Child. Very simple title. Um, I recently acquired the book, haven't begun reading it yet, but um, when I saw that an original story from Zoller was going to be made for the screen, with Vince Vaughn in the number one starring role, at least according to the credits that I've seen, um, I'm sure that the child will be the star, but, you know, he'll be a supporting main character in some capacity. I honestly expect this if it comes out in 2020 to be on my top 10. Um, Palm Springs is, you know, first cow could come in and and rob that title or, you know, anything from my 11 through 50. Dick Johnson is Dead could scream in. The Devil All the Time could come in. Blonde from Andrew Dominic. you know, there's just so many different things. Um, But I think Hug Chicken Penny might actually make it to my top 10, so...
1: Great title. That's why it's there. Um, what is your number nine? My number nine is Dick Johnson is Dead from documentary filmmaker Kirsten Johnston. Johnson. Um, I loved Camera Person. That's, I think, my f- favorite documentary, period. Um, and I think you
0: just like romanticizing Mercer Island, Michael.
1: Mercer Island?
0: Mm-hmm. What's the idea here? Uh, in Camera Person, we spend time with Kirsten Johnson's family. Mm -hmm. on Mercer Island
1: is that right? yeah I didn't know that yeah that's where she grew up oh I have no idea that's fascinating we're always yeah I guess it kind of does look like Mercer Island when they're in like her backyard a little bit burying like a bird or something oh that's news to me fascinating um but that movie was all or almost all recycled footage from the documentaries she's worked on, except for the segments in which she's filming her mom. Um, so I'm just very eager to see what she does with um, original material. Um, here she is making a movie about her dad, uh, according a, to Wikipedia. Is it a docu feature? Is it a feature or is it a documentary? It's a documentary. Okay. According to Wikipedia, it says in the film that she records her dad, Richard Johnson, in the beginning periods of dementia. And I think they're sort of staging um, what he imagines the afterlife might look like. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, There's some kind of, um, you know, theatrical kind of component to it. They're they're imagining things. Um, Yeah, I, I think it'll be perhaps an interesting companion piece just since that one was partly camera person was partly about her relationship to her mom this is mm-hmm. obviously about her dad um so we'll be uh, curious to see how they speak to each other and what she's got
0: yeah and i mean there's moments with her father in camera person that it might build on as well yeah. um notably when he goes to dispose of the bird and the you know Um, Kristen and him kind of handle showing her children what death is and trying to navigate a brief conversation there. And then seeing him and how affected he is by his wife's dementia um, is just interesting.
1: What is your number nine? Number eight.
0: Number eight. My number eight is a film that Michael's been clamoring for all of last year. My number eight is called Let Them All Talk. It's a comedy film directed by Steven Soderbergh, cinematography by Steven Soderbergh, editing by Steven Soderbergh, starring Meryl Streep, Gemma Chan, Lucas Hedges, Diane Wiest, and it's shot on the brand new Red Komodo Dragon digital camera. It's meant to be the new Platinum Standard for digital cameras, Michael. How excited are you for this film?
1: I'm excited he is using a real camera. That is promising. Oh, low blow, Michael. Low blow.
0: He's doing exactly what you asked him to. Exactly what you asked him to. And you're yeah. not
1: excited? Comedy's not really my favorite thing that Soderbergh does, but, you know, I mean, he's made enough movies that I like that I'll be there, no doubt. Oh,
0: it's it's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be excellent. Soderbergh's coming for you. What's your number eight, Michael?
1: My number eight is Vida Lina Varela by the Portuguese filmmaker Pedro Costa. Uh, the plot description on IMDB reads, A Cape Verdean woman navigates her way through Lisbon, following the scanty physical traces her deceased husband left behind. And discovering his secret, illicit life. Uh, He's best known for um, these kind of unsparingly realistic portraits of poverty in Portugal. Mm -hmm. um, That um, sort of meld uh, fiction and documentary elements in really, really interesting ways. Um, This one looks like it has uh, a bit more... Uh, pronounced formalism to it, maybe a little less documentary. I think this is entirely narrative based, Um, but uh, very, very um, drawn to his style and have heard great things. Vitalina Varela. I'm excited to see it. My number
0: seven is a little film from Koganata called After Yang. Starring Colin Farrell, Haley Lou Richardson and Jodie Turner-Smith. Who you're a big fan of? I like her okay. No, no, you said uh, the opposite. <laughs> that was a little bit of a jab. Um, the cinematography is by Benjamin Lowe, who did Mandy. Um, I'm really excited for the the meticulous way that Coganada framed Columbus to come back with that really um, stylized but not um, over the top cinematography that Loeb delivered in Mandy, if those two forms can meet together with those great performances that we've seen Farrell put out and Richardson put out, I think this is going to be um, one of the more unique sci-fi films that we've seen probably in the last five years.
1: We'll come back to that.
0: What is your number seven, Michael?
1: My number seven is a little film called Tenet from a little director named Christopher Nolan, who I suspect we will also return to later on your list. I always appreciate a very simple premise. A secret agent is tasked with preventing World War III through time travel. Done. Got it. I know what we're getting into. He makes thrilling movies. I fully expect it will be thrilling. Um, It's an original IP. It'll be fun. Yeah. Um, I'm always gripped. I... They don't always make it on my my top ten list, but um, I like Christopher Nolan. I'm, I'm psyched. I would agree, and I believe we'll discuss that title later. What is your number six?
0: My number six is a little film from Lyosh Karox called Annette. He previously made Holy Motors, which we covered on the show and really responded strongly to, I think. Um I think you mentioned that you wanted to go back and revisit it because it just hasn't quite percolated enough. And I, I think that I feel the same about it. It's one of those unique films. And I think he's a unique filmmaker that just kind of um, challenges me with the way that he uses the form and also has a little bit of lynching transcendental style that throws me off um, while making really, really cinematic moments that I'm, I'm very much drawn into. Um, It stars Adam Driver, Marion Cotillard, cinematography is by Caroline Champetier, who previously did Holy Motors with him. So I expect it to look stunning and be a fantastic time because it's a musical with Adam Driver. So
1: pretty much
0: what I wanted to hear was going to come out this year.
1: Yeah, Holy Motors is a weird one. I, I'd kind of like to go back and listen to our own conversation or remember what exactly I didn't like about it. Like, I keep thinking of that movie and thinking about all the ways in which that is my kind of movie. And yet, like, I just, for whatever reason, on the day we I watched it, I didn't really go for it. But so, I don't know. Something feels I funny. think that it's um, because he didn't eat
0: enough of Ava Mendez's hair.
1: That could be. <laughs> he needed a bigger bowl or something.
0: <laughs> what is your number six, Michael.
1: My number six is Bad Education from Corey Finley, who directed Thoroughbreds two years ago now, I think, uh-huh. a couple years ago. I think it's um, actually
0: three years ago, because I believe they pushed it back to release it in that little early March like Right at the start March of the year, right, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, which I really liked. Um, it's always one that I, I kind of regret not putting on my top ten list that uh, that year. It kind of feels like... It has stuck in my mind in a way that a few others on that list haven't. Um, this one stars multiple celebs. Hugh Jackman, Allison Gene, Ray Romano, Geraldine Viswanathan, Alex Wolf, Kaylee Carter, who is in Private Life. Very, mm-hmm. very excited to see her. I loved her in Private Life.
0: You're a uh, star is born.
1: Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um... This is uh, based in a high school. It's about a school scandal of some sort. Um,
0: Mm, I suspect a little bit of share repetition here. It's a film from HBO. It's a high school-based film. A little bit of everything that you liked last year and the year before that kind of percolating together into a a movie that might very much be up your alley.
1: It's very possible. It's also described as a comedy. So I'm not quite sure what to expect. Um, yeah. but yeah, very bummed actually that it got picked up by HBO. I was very much hoping for a theatrical release here. That will definitely does not sound like that's gonna happen. but um anticipated release date is spring, so Ooh. not too far off. What's your next movie?
0: My number five film is a little movie that is a medieval fantasy film from one David Lowry called The Green Knight. This film is written and directed by David Lowry. It stars Dev Patel, Alicia Vikander, Sean Harris, who we might remember as the villain in Mission Impossible Fallout, Barry Cohen, who we saw in The Killing of a Sacred Deer, and Dunkirk, Joel Edgerton, who's a great director and a fantastic actor. The cinematography is done by Andrew Draws Palermo, who collaborated with um, David Lowry previously on Ghost Story, and that was one of my most favorite and memorable shot films of that year. I can still distinctly remember the camera angles for Rooney Mara eating the pie or the lonesomeness that I felt as a viewer witnessing Casey standing there under that sheet. Um, I'm really excited for a medieval fantasy film to come out. Um, when it's this high budget with this type of collaboration, I, I think this is probably going to be one of my funnest experiences in a theater um, that I'll experience all year. I, I really love violence in the medieval format, and a David Lowry medieval fantasy film is just awesome.
1: I hope listeners can hear how big the smile on your face is.
0: Oh, it's enormous. (laughs) It's
1: gigantic. (laughs) I like it. How about you? What is your number five? My number five is Bergman Island from Mia Hansen Love. Um, there are three movies from Mia Hansen Love that I have loved, so I would easily, I would definitely consider her one of my favorite directors. Um, she did a film called Eden, which is about a young man trying to make it as a DJ in Paris. Uh, goodbye, First Love, which was, as the title suggests, partly a young love story, partly a coming of age story, and then um, even more recently was uh, Things to Come, starring Isabelle Huppert. Really liked all three of those <laughs> movies. Um. This one stars Mia Vasikaska, I never know how to say her Mm -hmm. last name, Vicky Creeps, and Tim Roth, as as well as uh, a couple other actors that I'm not familiar with. Plot description reads, the picture revolves around an American filmmaking couple who retreat to the island for the summer to each write screenplays for their upcoming films and an act of pilgrimage to the place that inspired Bergman. As the summer and their screenplays advance, the lines between reality and fiction start to blur against the backdrop of the island's wild landscape. Movies about movies, that just sounds right up my alley. Sounds Clouds of Sills Maria-ish to me. Mm-hmm. Um, great cast. Uh, always like her filmmaking. Very excited. I'm Bergman intrigued. Island.
0: Very intrigued.
1: What you got next?
0: My number four. Now we're getting really into my... Oh boy. I mean, Green Knight is a oh boy for me, but this is called The Last Night in Soho. This is from Edgar Wright, who co-writes and directs it. It's a psychological horror film, which we haven't seen come from Edgar Wright in over a decade. I, I think that the closest thing to a horror film that he's put out recently would probably be The World's End, which is more sci-fi um, thriller at the end of it than it is anything else. Um, this film stars Thomas and McKenzie. So I'm already on board. Then it's got Anya Taylor-Joy, Terrence Stamp, and Matt Smith. He's reteaming with his editor, who did Baby Driver, The World's End, and Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, Paul Matchless. Paul also edited 18 episodes of my favorite British comedy, The IT Crowd. So that tells me that this psychological horror film is going to be meticulously edited and one of the most enjoyable experiences that anyone is going to have in any theater this year is going to happen during this film, The Last Night in Soho.
1: It's a good pick. I've heard it's kind of a riff on Repulsion. Which is Repulsion. very exciting. I, very I've heard that it's
0: not a dedicated ad- adaptation, but it's yeah. it's, it's a Loosely spiritual successor-influenced um, screenplay by those ideas in Repulsion which I think is very exciting, especially with Anya Taylor-Joy. You tell me that she's in a horror movie that's meticulously edited and shot by a great auteur, I'm in.
1: Great pick. Your number four. My number four is After Yang. from Kogananda. Whoa!
0: I love this movie.
1: As you already discussed, I won't <laughs> rehash too many of the details. Uh, just psyched to see him reteam with Haley Lou Richardson. It's always kind of fun to maybe see, you know director-actress or director-actor pairings kind of uh, in formation. Um, interested Build. to see uh, them reteaming And after Yang.
0: Do you have a full um, synopsis for us by chance to share? I don't think that I gave the full rundown. If I remember, it's a sci-fi film about like a, a robot who lives in
1: the home, but I'm not too sure exactly how that all wraps together. Well, according to Wikipedia... In a world where robotic children are purchased as, <laughs> in a world <laughs> where robotic children are purchased as live-in babysitters, a father and daughter attempt to save the life of their robotic family member Yang, who has become unresponsive. Which, in many ways, is just not what you would expect from the guy who made Columbus. Which is great. I like the uh, change of pace.
0: But it sounds like a really grounded, um, human drama, even though it is a sci-fi film. Technically, so it's like exactly what I would also expect is a riff on the classic into the new because that's what yep. Columbus was. Yeah, it was you know old architecture into new form. Um, so, very, very into after Yang.
1: What are we up to? We're up to our top three, right?
0: We are up to our top three.
1: All right, which are number three.
0: My number three selection is a film that stars Tom Burke. It also stars Gary Oldman, Lily Collins, Amanda Sefried, and Charles Dance. The OST is performed by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. This film is directed by David Fincher. This film is called Mank. This film is coming out on Netflix. The cinematography is by Eric Messerschmidt, who did season two of Mindhunter. It's edited by Kirk Baxter, who did The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, The Social Network, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, Gone Girl and 8 episodes of Mindhunter with David Fincher this is going to be freaking awesome man
1: that's a big one I would expect that will be their uh, awards bid for the year for sure I think so
0: Gary Oldman in a prestige film directed by David Fincher I think I might have an early prediction for best
1: actor (laughs) <laughs> oh, I think that's a safe, very safe bet. What is your number three, Michael? My number three is my next documentary, and it is All Light Everywhere, directed by Theo Anthony, who made Rat Film, one of my favorite oh, cool. documentaries very in, cool. of recent years. Uh, this Very one... different. I mean, I don't know anything about it,
0: but we go from rats and like systemic racism to light everywhere. It's a nice change
1: of pace. It is described on the CineReach website as All Right Everywhere explores the past, present, and future relationships between technology, vision, and power. From arcane theories of sight to the emergence of virtual reality and police body camera programs, the film takes a kaleidoscopic investigation into how the reality of what we see is constructed through the tools that we use to see uh just knowing how kind of creative and uh unique form wise brat film was i just would expect especially given the premise this to be uh similarly similarly kind of original in its shape so um yeah excited to see what he has in store
0: yeah i think that i just found out that my most anticipated documentary of 2020 is called all light everywhere Mm -hmm. michael I like that. Yeah, I, I think you made a... We're going to start with the development of perception based on light and then go into virtual reality. That's a long journey. I'm very excited to it see how that, that is uh, created. That is, that is one awesome. One movie. Just one movie. Very
1: excited. <laughs> what is your number two?
0: My number two is a film that I think is everybody's number two or number one most anticipated film as far as popular movie-going goes. This film is called Dune. It's an adventure-drama sci-fi film, according to Google. It's directed by a little director by the name of Denny Villeneuve. It stars Timothy Chalamet, Michael's favorite actress in a supporting role last year, Rebecca Ferguson, Jason Momoa, Zendaya, Dave Bautista, Oscar Isaac, Stellan Skarsgård, Josh Brolin, Javier Bardem, Charlotte Rampling. I could go on, but I won't, because the music is done by Hans Zimmer, the cinematography is done by Greg Fraser, who did Mary Magdalene, three episodes of The Mandalorian, notably the pilot, Killing Them Softly, Foxcatcher, Zero Dark Thirty, Lion, Vice, Rogue One, The guy is an incredible cinematographer. A collaboration with Villeneuve is going to be awesome. The editor is Joe Walker, who he collaborated with Steve McQueen with on Widows, Shame, and Hunger, as well as with Villeneuve on Blade Runner 2049, Arrival, Sicario. Um, Then he also did 12 Years a Slave and Black Hat, two really meticulously well-edited films there at the end. Costume design, by Jacqueline West and Bob Morgan, who worked on Inside the Candelabra, Inception, Man of Seal, Song to Song, The Revenant, Knight of Cups, To the Wonder. This movie is going to be a prestige, incredible experience. I don't care who you are, this is going to be a space opera for the decade.
1: Yeah, I will be very interested to see, like, the blockbuster success of it versus the awards potential given all of the cachet you know given the people involved in it um best adapted screenplay is a possible
0: award i think that it could get
1: yeah um i'm very intrigued by dune what is your number two michael my number two is kelly reichert's first cow which Mm. we Who's got you know beef with cows? Cows do. <laughs> cows have beef. Um,
0: I believe it details the journey of um a settler who brings the first uh bovine into a region in like the Oregon Territory.
1: Said settler's name is Cookie. Ah. Because cookies with go with milk. <laughs> <laughs> when Cookie joins up with Refugee Henry, the two begin a wild ride through the Oregon Territory in the 1820s, then all the way to China and back again. Oh, wow. Which is interesting. I don't think I've ever seen... I don't think she has made a movie set outside the U.S. No. And um, now hopping, having hopping. Like um, flashes
0: of the Sisters Brothers and the um, the Western film with Robert Pattinson and Mia Cause the the coast is so memorable in those films and how it's depicted, and it's exciting that we're going to be in that period and go on that journey. That's, yeah, that's going to be cool.
1: Yeah, um, I really like Kelly Reichert. We'll be talking about her movies, a couple of her movies, on an upcoming episode, uh-huh. which we'll be recording shortly. And uh, yeah, I think uh, Buzz is good. It looks just exactly like my kind of thing. I'm very optimistic about it's an Pascal. A24 release. She's reprising her
0: idea of naming a character after the um, symptoms of the film. You know, we have Cozy. We have mm-hmm. cookie, cookie and milk, Cozy in I her like life. That. there's a there's a pattern here coming out in March, not too far away. What is your next film? My number one most anticipated film of 2020 is written by and directed by Christopher Nolan. It's a thriller action film starring John David Washington, Robert Pattinson, Elizabeth Debicki, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Kenneth Branagh, and Michael Caine. This film is called Tenet. It is a palindrome. It is going to be freaking awesome, man. Uh, the cinematography is done by none other than Hoyte van Hoytema, of Ad Astra, Dunkirk, Spectre, Her, Interstellar, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, The Fighter, Let the Right One In, the original one from 2008, music by Ludwig Goransson, longtime collaborator with Donald Glover, also known as Childish Gambino, edited by Jennifer Lame, who edited Hereditary, Manchester by the Sea, Mistress America, Francis Ha, and Marriage Story. This movie is going to rock.
1: Once again, that big old smile, I think they can hear it. I think they they can.
0: If I had a mic that was not plugged into a stand and screwed in, I would drop it. Because this movie is going to be the best movie. How about you, Michael? What is your number one film for
1: 2020? We are shrinking in size, following up Christopher Nolan's Tenet with On the Rocks from Sofia Coppola, starring Rashida Jones, Jessica Henwick, Bill Murray, Jenny Slate, Marlon Wayans. That's an interesting casting choice. Uh, IMDb says it's about a young mother who reconnects with her larger-than-life playboy father on an adventure through New York. Um... I think this is coming out maybe on Apple TV, but um, I think I read that it will get a theatrical release first. Um, I have an enormous soft spot for Sofia Coppola. Um, I I attribute um, my cinephilia kicking off because of Lost in Translation, so I will always be ecstatic to see a new movie from her. And I've enjoyed almost every one of her movies since then. Um, So... um, it's described as adventure comedy drama, which is interesting. Um We'll see what we get. On Bill Murray's in it? That's right. It's gonna be good. I'm
0: exactly name right. one bad Sophia Coppola Bill Murray movie. Can't do it.
1: Boom. Except maybe the Christmas special, if you count that as a movie. Did you like that one? I did. <laughs> I think it's a great Christmas special. Everyone was like, What? <laughs> it's a great
0: Christmas special.
1: You're all wrong. That is what it is. It is a Christmas special. So, I put that in its own category, and it's fine. And he dances and sings. So... But he does.
0: Th- what else did you want? Mm. Um. Well, that's it for our most anticipated films of the year. What do you think?
1: Who was right? It was me. I was right. What do we have overlapping here? We have Tenet after Yang. Was there a third one? I think there originally was. I think you
0: originally had... Last Night in Soho in your list until you changed it, is that correct?
1: Yeah, that initial initial list was sort of spitballing, just getting yeah. everything down on paper. Yeah, yeah I, I make, guess... with, make is up there. <clears throat> oh, yeah.
0: What, what uh? What are you
1: most surprised by in my list? Palm Springs, probably. Palm Springs? But yeah, the uh, justification for comedy makes sense. I like all right, it. Alright, alright. Yeah.
0: I, I think I'm most surprised by a documentary at number three, but you talked me into it. You
1: definitely talked me into it. Gotta give the
0: doc some love. Um, all right. That's it. Let's go ahead and record that other episode.
1: Onwards. Run! Go!
0: Get to the chopper! We have to go. I'm coming with you. That was brilliant.
1: You're the best and we love you! And that's another one in the can.